Tonight's show is being brought to you by Russell's Marina Grill. Hello and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our March 23rd edition of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. I'm Coach Alan Zaretter, the head soccer coach at Dulles South High School for uh, the boys and uh, also the director of coaching at Soccer Innovations of America, as we pray. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, we thank you for letting us uh, um, at least be sort of unified, almost all unified as Americans right now. Very good experience. Um pray that we will be able to stay unified, stay working together, and try to uh, beat this common enemy that we have. Uh, help us be able to realize that you're here by our side, and help us be able to realize that we are nothing without you. And uh, all the technology that we have, and the ability to go to the moon, and still this microscopic virus can bring us to our knees. Help us be able to realize that we're not uh, immortal uh, here with our physical bodies, but help us be able to focus on our souls, which are. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Well, I certainly hope you and your family are doing well. I know that uh, most of you, things are not well. Uh, some of you have people who are sick. Uh, some of you are struggling with your businesses, um, especially the restaurant industry. Uh, I'm very grateful of... Um, Coach Pavlos Petros, who's uh, sponsored our show for years, um, uh, he's doing takeout now, and and I, I just want to give his restaurant a shout out. And it's really important that all of us get out to these restaurants, and, uh, and if we're not going to spread the virus or not, uh, and and support them so that they don't go under. They're not looking for a handout. Just if they could do a, a nominal amount of business, they can keep their employees intact. My son does restaurant work in uh, um, in New Orleans. I mean, in Baton Rouge with LSU. And since there's no LSU baseball games, they all got laid off. You know, and uh, we saw what happened in 2008. We saw what happened in in, uh, in uh, September 11th, in uh, 01, and we definitely saw what happened at Katrina. So uh, we need to we need to uh, tighten our belts and maybe spend a little bit extra more money. Don't stop giving to your churches, by the way, and to your clubs and to everything that supports soccer. All right, we can't just dry things up right now because uh, it might lead to paths that we can't repair. So uh, if you are financially strapped, hopefully you're going to get the, the relief that you need. If you're not financially strapped, don't take advantage of the system, okay? And, uh, and let's all row together. In the next segment, we are going to be talking to Michael Federico, who uh, is the uh, person in charge of the LHSAA when it comes to soccer and baseball. And we're going to hear from the horse's mouth what we can and cannot do, because uh, right now we're kind of in great territory, new territory. Where, you know, can we do this? Can we videotape an interview? Can we, can we contact our players the way we used to be able to talk, contact them in, in the hallways? Can a non-faculty coach be contacting their players, you know, on Skype or on um, Google Hangouts and stuff like that? Is that ethical? I mean, you only have one organizational meeting in each semester before tryouts. Uh, is that bending the rules? What are they going to do in the summer? Um, 
Uh, yada, yada, yada. Just a lot of stuff. I, 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 I made sure that I uh, asked him every question I could. Uh, and and on the next segment, you'll be able to hear the answers. And I would just encourage everybody, uh, uh, keep your kids in shape. Running around, running is not a bad thing to do. It's actually very healthy. Um, just as long as they practice social distancing. And um, uh, the uh, the math is scary. I don't know if we've uh, stemmed the... Stem the uh, what is it, the curve or not? We'll only know that in a month from now. But I think what we've done is unprecedented. Um, right now, it seems like overkill, people my age. Um, but we won't be saying that if thousands of lives have been saved by us practicing social distancing so aggressively. Y'all, I don't know about you other teachers and coaches who are listening to this, but I'm finding this learning at home stuff to be fascinating. It's forcing me to be a better teacher. I'm learning how to use technology more fluently. Um, and so in other words, I've been basically going back to education classes um, coming out of college in the year 2020, uh, as opposed to when I came out in 1986, and uh, I'm coming, I'm, I'm developing the skills that kids coming out of college right now are coming out with, just like I had in 1986, and the and the uh, people who graduated in 1966 did not have. Okay, you remember those old purple copies? I do, <laughs> I do. I'm so glad those days are gone. Okay, and uh, but uh, when I got into teaching, that was the standard to give out purple copies and uh, uh, handouts and stuff like that. So uh, I don't even know what they call it. Thermofax, I think it's called, or something like that. So ditto pages is what we really called it. And I'm glad those days are over. Now we have electronic documents, PDFs, those kinds of things. So so uh, we're getting uh, thrust into the modern age. And I think for Louisiana purposes, it's going to be really strong because I don't see anybody so far doing anything more than what we're doing. I think that uh, it's causing us to catch up and heaven knows we could we could really use not being the 49th school in the 50 states um, uh, in education, huh? And hopefully in soccer, that's that's going to be the case too, that we continue to improve. All right, I've rattled on enough. Uh, get in touch with us if you have any questions or comments on LA Prep Soccer or at MNFUTPOL on um, Facebook uh, or on Twitter, and uh, we're going to take a break, pay our bills, and uh, and, uh, and when we come back, we'll talk to Michael Frederico on Monday Night Football. We'll see you after the break. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, and we're really pleased to have on the line our Executive Director of LHSAA uh, for soccer on the line. Okay, Michael Frederico, welcome to the show, Coach. Thank you very much, Alan. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, with COVID nineteen, uh, I'm gonna have to share my studio with my bird. <laughs> you can't hear hear my dove in the background. Everybody's doing things different these days. Uh, could you tell everybody first of all uh, how's this affecting you guys at the LHSAA? Well, you know, we uh, we're, we're experiencing the difficulties just like everyone else. Um, you know, we we put out our last communication uh, on March 16th, and uh, it was kind of just. You know, piggybacking off of what we had originally said, which, you know, we, we were following the governor's mandate of a um, suspension of school until April 13th. And from that point, we were adhering to his policies of that 30-day suspension. And within that, we will not be having any ball games held between that time period. And at that point, it was also up to the respective schools, school districts, uh, principals, superintendents, to dictate at that point if any sort of practices or anything of that nature would be canceled from a school level. We were strongly recommending 
that uh, practices be canceled just so that we could follow in accordance with the uh, 10-person suggestion of groups not uh, not congregating so that the spread of the virus could kind of be controlled. Um, additionally, in part of that same memorandum that came out, business as usual in terms of how we are operating, um, all constitution and bylaws that are printed in our handbook will continue to be followed and enforced. Um, and if there's any specific questions regarding that, feel free to contact us because while we are not at the office, the entire staff is working remotely and working a normal work day right now to uh, keep high school athletics up and going for the time being. All right, well, you're talking right now to the soccer world, so uh, I prepped you in advance. You ready? <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay. All right, so number one, uh, I haven't done anything with my team except for sent them a blanket email, hoping, I mean, text message, hoping that they were okay. But these are things I'm tempted to do. First of all, um, have I'm having all my classes virtual, and it's really nice to see all my students and to talk to them. Uh, what do you all think about us having contact with our players in that venue because there is a rule that says we can only have one meeting in the um, uh, in this time of year and then only one meeting before tryouts are starting. Uh, so will I let's just say I have some uh, leeway there or no? Well, you know, like I said before, we're, soccer is fortunate in the sense that we were able to complete our season. Uh, same thing as basketball. You know, nothing was suspended. We were able to complete our championship events that we just held in Hammond. Uh, so we are technically in that off-season period right now. Uh, so within that off-season period, uh, you are allowed to have what, what we're calling organizational meetings um, to where you can discuss your program, discuss uh, what, what's coming up in the off-season, what's coming up next season. So certainly that type of contact would be okay. Um, beyond that, you know, we would still be following those same same uh, same guidelines, which means, you know, no instruction in any way, shape or form regarding the sport. Um, and that's kind of where we are for our offseason program right now. Certainly you can have conditioning. Um, obviously, we're not going to be doing that in a group setting. Um, but like I said, for soccer, since it is out of season, those are the, those are the guidelines that we will be following. OK, so me contacting my players uh, just to see if they're OK and to see if what they're doing with their offseason training would be would be kosher. Yeah. Well, no, no, that would that would not be coaching. And this is certainly an extreme circumstance. If, if you know, if your school is comfortable with you contacting them just to find out how is everybody doing, that certainly would be construed as OK and, and not any form of coaching. OK, right, right. Not coaching. Just like, how yes, are you doing? Just, is your mom just, sick? Exactly. That that especially in this time, that would certainly be OK. Okay. A lot of coaches are feeling uh, uh, pressure because of the fact that usually this is where your last year's bench becomes this year's starters and they get, sure. you know, they get a lot of playing time and they get a lot of tactical experience. Um, uh, what would you say about us being able to forward uh, tactical videos off of YouTube and the, and the like for the kids to learn on their own without us doing the instruction? I would say that that would be a very gray area. I would advise staying against it, even though we're in some, you know, uncharted waters right now. Um, that could be a form of coaching. Uh, just even though you are not physically out there giving the instruction, it would be considered instruction time. So I would advise not doing that at this point. Okay, Doug. And uh, that's why I have you on the show. Okay, so that we wouldn't speculate. We're gonna absolutely you know, get the you know, rulings. Like I, 
And like I said before, if any coaches out there have any questions, please feel free to email or call. Like I said, the office, and it's not just for soccer, for any of our sports. You know, we are still working a normal work day, albeit, like I said, remotely. And we were here here to answer any of those questions. And we actually welcome those questions coming to our office as opposed to a coach having to either kind of work under an unknown answer or just kind of assuming what the correct answer might be. You know, we, 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 we certainly appreciate those questions and we, we welcome them. Okay. So now, uh, now some more gray area then. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. A lot of us, uh, um, we're in the non-select select like zone where we haven't split yet, but a lot of, a lot of a lot of the coaches, quite frankly, uh, you wear your stuff on the playgrounds and on the club, you know, ball fields, and that's how you kind of promote your sport by just showing that you have a presence there. You don't really go out and talk to people, whatever, and um, and that's kind of lost. Is is it okay to to maybe? Post on the internet, like with a Facebook Live post from your high school site, whatever. Um, um, just general videos for eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds to, to how they should handle the COVID virus, go back in their backyard and work on skill work, and then uh, sponsor it from your school, or would that be taboo? Uh, I, I would fall that under uh, a taboo, if you will. Uh, you know, that could be construed as using the school as advertisement. Um, so I specifically i would say i would refrain from doing that um okay but i would i would say this if you do have specific instances like that certainly email them to me i can i'm myself and some of the other assistant executive directors can take a look at it um because we do have some verbiage in our in our bylaws that state you know for camps and whatnot as long as it's advertised to every student and not just a student of on your team or of your school or of another school, as long as it's going to a broad audience, that is acceptable. So like I said, without having to see exactly what it is, I would, I would refrain from it. Certainly email it to us and we can take a peek and give you an official ruling if you like. Okay. And it sounds like, uh, uh, you know, what I was talking about is, okay, you know, teaching a kid how to, how to chip a ball and just say, this is what you could do in your backyard and, and make it to a general audience, not a specific audience. So that, that would be something we would have to do with your permission. What about, yeah. what about this? Now? Um, I usually champions league is usually after final exam, the final, and I don't know what they're going to do with the champions league this year, but I usually like to get my kids to go to like Buffalo wild wings and we watch the game together. Mm -hmm. uh, is there anything with LHSA? Like if, if they do decide to, to have a UEFA final in, in May, um, but we're still a lot of schools might still be in 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 session, like in the on the twenty sixth of May. Could we have a Facebook Live watch party, or would that be out of the boundaries? As long as it's not considered an official event of the school or your team, I think that would certainly be okay. Okay, okay. Look, I just want to play it by the book, you know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like I said, we we welcome these types of questions because you know, like I said, we. We don't like it when we have to actually, you know, levy a ruling in a, in a sense of where a coach said, well, I thought this or I assume that it never hurts to ask in this sense. That way, you know exactly what's out there and how you can you know, navigate uh, exactly what you should or shouldn't be doing. Uh, 
I had a kid say today when I was teaching him uh, the basic NASCAR adage, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. (laughs) 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 Which I I abhor. I'm a religion teacher, okay? So I had to go through all that, the the immorality of it all, of cheating and teaching kids how to cheat. You know, uh, other than the things that I've mentioned before, are there any other pet peeves that you've come across where people are in that gamesmanship or that gray area where they're they're, – you know, they're they're flying under the radar, but really they're being unethical that you'd like no, to address. Honestly, over the past, you know, this past season, I did not have really many of those issues. Um, and honestly, I got a ton of questions. And, you know, I even had one coach specifically say, I really do apologize for bugging you so much. Um, but I just want to make sure that we're doing the right thing. And I've seen that in baseball, which is another sport that I oversee. And as well as I did in soccer this year, we have a lot of coaches, we have a lot of administrators who are reaching out, just asking for clarification before they move forward because they don't want to put their student athletes, they don't want to put their administration, they want to put their school in jeopardy in any way, shape, or form. Um, so none that were actually specifically brought to my attention. Um, you know, I did have some that were presented to me. They were just asking for a ruling and a clarification. We gave it to them. They said thank you, moved on, and you know the season went extremely well in that regard. I tell you what, I think that's an understatement. This season went great. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this was your first year. Were you expecting it to be that easy, or was it? What made it such a great year? You think? Honestly, it was it was the help of the coaches and the administrators, um, and certainly the uh, staff that we have in Baton Rouge. Uh, it, you know, I won't use the word easy, but it flowed extremely well. Um, we had a great season, and then culminating with an extremely great tournament that we had in Hammond over four days, starting after Mardi Gras. Um, only one minor hiccup that we had, and you know certainly that was to no fault of anyone in, in that was there or with SLU. We lost power in half right. the city of Hammond. So <laughs> it, it, beyond that minor detail, uh, everything went extremely well. Uh, we had a great, great support system with SLU and Andrew Bishak, who um, works with SLU, and also Carla Tate with the Tangibahoa Tourism and Convention and Visitors Bureau. They had a great volunteer system. Uh, they put on a first-class event, and we were very pleased with how everything ran. Yeah, I mean, I've had no coaches complaining. Uh, you've had great, great games. We're all used to the turf by now. I'm not a big fan of turf, as you know, but at the same token, you know, it is what it is. Uh, that time of year, we're in the winter instead of the spring, like in mm-hmm. other states. And uh, um and really, it was a brand new venue with a brand new director. We had the recipe for a perfect storm, and it was, you know, skies were blue and the temperature was 72 degrees. It, it, well, not it actually wasn't. We had one and two cold days, but it really Those was. Two uh, days. Those first two, first two days, I applaud the, the fans that came out because it was extremely, extremely cold that first night and got a little bit warmer, warmer. Only by a little bit the second night, uh, but the fan attendance was great, and you know, like I said, I greatly appreciate the help that I received, and you know, it was just it was a great season. And to your point, culminating with some great, great ball games, you know that was evident in the scores that we had, and uh, it was just it was great competition. There's no other way to put it. Really, and uh, and the crowd size really spoke for itself. And I like the US ULL. I still say USL, but the <laughs> ULL venue. I mean, it's a wonderful venue for soccer. Uh, but man, it's just like SOU rolled out the red carpet, and people who are on the borderline, like, should I go or should I not go? Well, uh, going from the North Shore to Hammond, 
is no brainer as opposed to going from the North Shore to Lafayette, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I wasn't involved with, you know, the, the Lafayette tournament the past couple of years. I heard nothing but great things about it. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But certainly this, this event worked extremely well in Hammond this year. So, uh, like I said, thank you. And I also want to give a, a thanks to the uh, Louisiana High School Soccer Association and Brent Bedreen from Beauchene. Uh, they brought in a bunch of volunteers to assist us as well um, to help make this event flow seamlessly as it did. I was going to ask you about that in a way. Uh, uh, I don't know. I can't speak for any other sport, although I do coach football. But the, the coaches association here, instead of it being one where it's like a union fighting against the LHSA, it seems like everybody just trying to do their best to row with each other. And uh, from the executive board meetings on down to the state championship, and uh, do you find that odd, or or were you expecting that coming in? No, I was expecting it. Uh, having met with uh, the former president Doug Hamilton, who and and, and Brett. Uh, throughout the year and just talking with them, I certainly got the, the vibe and the, the idea that they wanted nothing more than to help. Every time I reached out, they were there with an answer. Um, when it came down time to start preparing for the tournament, nothing but, hey, what can we do? We'll have the people there in place. Sure enough, they did. And, you know, what they, what they brought to the table was not, nothing that I didn't expect. Okay, uh, half the country plays either in the fall or spring. What's your thoughts about that in Louisiana? Well, having grown up here, you know, you know, I, I'm certainly comfortable with it still, bring, still being in the season where we have it. Um, you know, have, coming from someone who did participate in multiple sports, soccer being the one that I, you know, was most passionate about. You know, if, if it had been moved to a different season, you know, let's just say the spring, I don't know if I would have been able to participate in it because baseball was, you know, a second you know, game that I enjoy playing. Um, so having it where it is, I, I think it allows for some kids to actually have that opportunity to play soccer when, you know, they maybe wouldn't if we were in, had it in another part of the year. I, I totally agree with you there. And uh, because, like, really, the only two sports we run into is wrestling and basketball. And mm-hmm. every now and then you will run into a wrestler or a basketball player, and you can, it's hard to play both. But it's very rare, whereas in baseball, you know, and softball, tons of those players can go both ways. And and so at least we don't step on their toes with the winter season. And I'm, I'm, I'm still for the winter. Could could not agree more, you know, and you know, to your point, like you said. And then even if you went, you know, earlier, you know, in that sense, you know, you got some football and volleyball players. Oh, know, it would be a mess on the boys' side. It would be a mess there, yeah. you know. So, you know, because like I said, crazy it's out. You do get some football players that actually come out and end up enjoying the game, you know, of soccer. So, you know, I, I know what other other states do around the country, but I think we actually have a pretty good recipe going right now. Um, and seeing the growth that has taken place. Just since I was playing as a youth player, you know, from six on up, I mean, it, it, it's the growth has been great, and you would you would hate to see it hindered in any way by moving it to another time of year. All right, so before we hang up, let's go back to COVID. All right, uh, do y'all think the LHSA is going to have some common sense, like uh, when it comes to baseball and football, and you know, I'm going to say soccer too. When it comes to the summer, like, do you think we're going to see just canceling 2020 spring or just moving into the summer? Honestly, we don't have that answer because we are truly taking the approach of let's see what our state and national governments tell us to do. Um, I think it would be very premature uh, on our part to make a decision when we don't really know what's going to happen come April 13th when the governor's 30-day 
timeline has expired. You know, if he, if he doesn't feel that it's need to be extended and, and schools can get back into session, we can make a decision that way. He could make a decision. We need to go an extra 14 days, you know, whatever the case may be. Once we get closer to those timelines, we can, we can make a firm decision as to how we need to move forward for the spring and summer, you know, leading into next school year. And that way we don't, we don't jump the gun, so to speak. And, you know, we try to make the best decision possible for student athletes and as well as the coaches and schools. Yeah, because, you know, I'm a coach of football forever. And, man, no spring football is giving people ulcers right now. <laughs> oh, sure. That's it. I, I, share, I share an office next door to uh, Eric Held, the uh, director for the Coach Association. So I've yeah. certainly heard the, the questions and the calls regarding football spring practice. And, you know, that's, like I said, that's part of the reason why we haven't come out and, you know, canceled or done anything to that effect, just because we don't know. We don't know what the right decision is just because it's such a fluid timeline at this point in time. So that's why we just want to make sure we get it right. And that's why we're following the governor's mandate and we'll continue to do so. And as more information becomes available, we will be putting those memorandums out for everyone to have and certainly give the give the direction that everyone should be following. Okay, you have the ears of all the players and coaches and a whole bunch of parents. Uh, any messages for them before we hang up? Just uh, let's, let's just try to be smart about what we're doing and uh, you know, try to do our, everyone's part to try to help prevent the spread of COVID-19 and you know, certainly try to do what we can for our student athletes. And hopefully this can be contained and we can try to get back up and running for the, to complete our spring sports in some way, shape or form. Well, coming from the Coaches Association, we want to thank you for being so open to listen to us and and to work with us. And uh, I think that's what made it such a, a seamless transition. And and I really look forward to this year coming up. Uh, well, you can actually even make it better. Thank you very much. And like I said, I really do appreciate the help that I received from the Coaches Association as well as the school administrators. And uh, like I said, it was a great season. And uh, certainly look forward to a, a good season coming next year. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Thank you, Alan. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, y'all, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm glad we're not split up. The LHSAA is uh, is on board with all of us in soccer anyway. Uh, let's not split. <laughs> let's keep it together. Uh, the wheel's not broken. If anything, I think soccer is, is showing how uh, really – how it should be done. Uh, Doug Hamilton's said that a million times on this show. Um, we are the pilot case for all the, every other sport that LHSA and the coaches can make common sense decisions way before the fact uh, if we both listen to one another. And of course, you got the handcuffs of having proposals having to be submitted by principals and then that um, – whatever you want to call it, the convention in January where we had football once again deciding to split and and I I can't I couldn't name half the half the uh state champions in basketball. I really couldn't. If you if, if you told me I have the lottery winnings, if I can name six state champions in basketball, I, I couldn't do it. Whereas in our case, if you're naming six state champions, you almost got half like we only we only have eight with both genders, so you only have two two being left off. So, uh, really, really, uh, I'm proud of what we've done in soccer, and uh, 
and let's us go. So look, all you coaches and players out there, this is a tough time, but you heard from him what you can and cannot do, and we can't step over that line. Everybody's in the same boat. Playing competitive soccer right now is not a good idea, um, uh, period. I mean, it's really not. LSA is backs up the governor, too. So the people who are practicing right now, uh, think about what you're doing. Um, I got a memorandum today that, you know, somebody who's asymptomatic might come contact with 100 people uh, before they get the symptoms, and those 100 people will contact 100 people. You're talking about hundreds of thousands before that chain even is finished. So... Uh, you could say it's an overreaction, but out of respect, especially for the vulnerable people, me being one of them, I have asthma, and uh, I've tried to keep this quarantine thing going, and and it's going to affect people differently. My wife has been coughing for a week, uh, no fever, but she doesn't normally cough, so who knows how this thing is manifesting itself in many other ways, so... Let's just uh, hunker down, everybody. It's going to be okay. Uh, support your restaurants like Russell's Marina Grill. We're so happy for them and their support. And uh, they're doing takeout orders right now on 9555 Pontchartrain Boulevard. Uh, make a call, get a takeout, and brighten up your day because uh, uh, you can go stir crazy in the house all this time. And who knows how long we're going to be stuck in the house. Uh, I'm looking as an opportunity, though. Tactically, I've gotten better. As a coach, players, you can get better by learning. Um, keep, keep your grades up, okay? There's no distractions with practices. There's no reason why you can't just totally overload your grades right now and get A's and B's. Working with teachers who are willing to work with you and uh, our virtual learning at Dulles Hour right now, at least in my experience, has gone flawlessly. Uh, I, I, it's 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 way better than I expected, um, and and uh, you know that's a lot to do with uh, the the attitude of the, of the students and the parents and the cooperation of everybody involved. So um, let's make the best out of it, and then we get hopefully we can get club season. Maybe a month of club season down uh, in the books. And then, of course, in the summer, we can train as much as we can. And then hopefully by, by the fall, the club season will be kept, will be taken off. I sure hope so. All right. Well, anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll keep you posted on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. It's Coach Alan DeRitter wishing you and your families great health and Godspeed. Take care. God bless you. Bye-bye.